Leaving no revenue stone unturned, Lyft Media is off the ground. Yes, they're coming off the ground. Pretty clever that way I live and never mind. Less confusion now, Keith, on the OTT scene because HBO and Discovery are combining. And we all know trees don't grow into outer space, right? Right. Well, neither does sports revenue, or that seems to be the case. Well, good morning. We're back with another episode of Media Insultant. Our opinions and comments that are primarily targeted at radio and TV salespeople, as well as management, and anybody else that just kind of gets a kick out of listening to us jabber about things. I'm Jackson Weaver in the Pacific Northwest on another day when tourists come to town and they go, I thought it rained all the time in Seattle. (laughs) One of those beautiful days. Sunny in the mid-80s today. My co-host Keith Samuels is in Los Angeles. He doesn't have that problem, do you? No, it's all—it's yeah, it's always sunny here. And uh, but it's, you know, send us any rain. If there's rain anywhere, please send it to us. As Albert Hammond said, it never rains in Southern California. Okay, a little bit of a boomer flashback there. We do this each Tuesday and Friday. So today, I'd like to welcome you to the Club Media Insultant. Welcome back to another week of Media Insultant. And what's been so gratifying is that we get a lot of feedback from our listeners. And it's always fun to, and viewers, always fun to hear from, from old friends that we haven't talked to in a while or even new friends who've just met us and think it's a really cool show. Uh, in this instance, we actually got a question, Jackson. And the, the question was directed to you. And it comes from our old friend, Chris Ackerman, the old uh, Cherry Creek uh, radio group manager over in Montana. And I'm not sure if Chris has segued over to Town Square or not, but hey, what the heck? You know, I'm sure he'll fill us in when he hears this. But uh, but Chris had a question of me as he was, you know, writing to say how much he enjoys the show and thinks it's really fun and gets a lot out of it, loves seeing us. And we, you know, we competed against Chris a couple of decades ago, so we're old radio pals in the Seattle area. And Chris had this question, and you know what? I didn't have an answer for it, so I'm throwing it to you. And he, he asked, very innocently, when did Jackson drop the Dell in the Jackson Dell Weaver <laughs> brand? So, so those of you that know Jackson for a long time, it was always Jackson Dell Weaver. But now on the show as Media Insultant, you refer to yourself simply as Jackson Weaver. So Chris wanted to know when and why you dropped the Dell. You know, I really appreciate Chris bringing up this absolutely irrelevant piece of historical arcania. <laughs> but that's so Ackerman, right? That's what he does. It is. It's I love thing. it. I love it. Well, uh, you know, I, I really, since he brought it up, I will bore you with a story. I grew up as a kid as Del Weaver. Oh. And one day when I was on the radio as Del Weaver in, in high school, uh, somebody looked at my FCC license and said, Jackson Del Weaver, you ought to use your full name. It's a great radio name. So I started using my full name, Jackson Dell Weaver, and I just never dropped it until, I don't know, maybe five, eight, ten years ago, when I just got too hard to explain that I'm not Italian, you know, like Delmonico, I'm not Jackson Dell Weaver, and people would misspell it, and then I would go to a conference and they'd say, gee, you know, we don't find you uh, here, uh, no, it's under Weaver. Oh, it's not under D? So I just dropped it, and that's really nice of Chris to ask that question, but we really have to move on. <laughs> hey, speaking of Arcania, I will I will throw one other thing in. You know, okay. we talked about the QR code last week, and we yeah. added a QR code to the video. Do you yep. know that it's working? 
It's working, Keith. Now, I'm not going to say that we're getting a thunderous response to our QR code, but this morning I got a report that we have one QR code response to our link to the video showcase at Vimeo. Wow. So I think... I think we're on our way. All we got to do is double that every day, and we've got it made. <laughs> so where, where do I send the $100 Target gift card? Who was the person that downloaded the QR code? <laughs> Absolutely no idea, but we'll find out. That's we an idea. We sh- I thought we could track their ass with a QR code. We can't track them? Okay. I don't know. I'll go back and check. I don't, I don't think you can track. I'm pretty sure you can't track who it was, unless you ask them questions, unless you ask you know, oh, okay. if the QR right. code goes to a questionnaire or something. But in our case, we're just doing direct link. To the well, video. It, so, I will. I will admit it wasn't me, so I didn't do it. Well, and I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that because that would be really discouraging. <laughs> all right, we got to get this show going. You know, QR codes are, are not the answer to all the problems in radio and TV, but we do find them to. We are talking about them quite a bit. And and actually, I will throw in this: if anybody's watching this or listening to this and is and needs some help putting a QR code together for your station, let me know. I'm actually getting to find them kind of fun to do. I'd be happy to happy to help. But for some time, for some time, you and I have speculated: when is the sports rights revenue stream going to change? When are the rights going to become so expensive that stations say, you know? Not worth, not worth the energy, not worth the time. And that appears to be happening in uh, Chicago. WBBM, an Odyssey mm-hmm. station there that has carried the Chicago Bears for 22 years, is dropping the Bears. They dub are bears. really candid about it. Yeah, dub Bears. They are really candid about it, and I'm really glad to see them do it. They finally admit we can't make any money on it. Wow, so, that's candid. That's candid. What's your thought on this on this thing? Is this are we going to see this more and more as radio's bu- budgets tighten up? Uh, yes, and as it's more difficult to make up the the difference and the loss, the revenue loss of you know of these deals by the other stations in the cluster. Now uh, you know it's, it really, but it's it stuns to me because you know Odyssey Odyssey bought CBS Radio and CBS was the longtime owner of BBM. So this deal started with CBS, and then now Odyssey's dropping it since they bought CBS a few years ago, CBS Radio Group. Um, but they they prided themselves on hot, on on their sports stations yes. and their sports uh, prowess. You know their sports sales and marketing prowess. They even hired a leading sports executive out of San Diego, Mike D, and he runs their sports division. They're all about sports. So the deal must really be bad for them to walk away from the Bears in Chicago. And Chicago's, what, the, the, the second largest city in America? Is it New York, Chicago, LA, or is it New York, LA, Chicago? Anyway. Yeah, it's third, it's third. Yeah, so you, but it's home to some massive, uh, you know, big companies, all right? I mean, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great market for advertising because that's where all the clients are, that's where McDonald's is and other big clients that are there, you know? You and I have made national sales calls off Michigan Avenue, and it's just like a trout farm. It's just one big client after another <laughs> that you that you get to talk to in their agencies anyway, and and Chicago's fun to go to anyway. Um, but so for them to walk away because they just can't make any money on it, um, ah, the deal must be really bad. Because uh, come on, you know. Um, now, if you can't make money with the Bears. Uh, 
it does tell you that the NFL has maybe got a little issue from a sales standpoint locally. Um, and, um, you know, these guys couldn't make it work. I'm stunned. Well, let's go back, though. If you, if you think about it, one of the reasons we had sports, one of the reasons we put sports on was to establish a base audience and to expand into other audiences, you know. And so a station like BBM would, would add the sports because they would cum more people who hadn't listened to the, to the radio station. You know, the old adage of, you know, they tune you in on the way home at night, and when they get up in the morning, they're still tuned in to you and that sort of thing. Right. But the rights fees just have gotten uh, crazy. And I'd argue that, that it isn't really, I'm not critical of Odyssey in this. I, I think that the sports rights fees are, are getting diluted a lot. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about NFL Plus now, which has audio and video for a variety of games. Mm-hmm. The ability for um, for a lot of people to pick up these games in other sources other than just your local radio station. Right. And I think, you know, the other thing that is really hard is you think about this. I think the BBM also has the uh, the Fighting Irish, the no- Notre Dame. So they carry both. So, But there wouldn't be much conflict between college and, and pro football, correct? Uh, yeah, and, probably with Notre Dame, yeah. Those are all Saturday games. Saturday so, games, yeah. Um, so yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty compatible. But the problem is, is that and you know as well as I do that for at least six months out of the year, WBBM did nothing but talk about the Bears. Everything was the Bears, the Bears, the Bears in order to get it sold so they could at least not lose as much money as they were afraid they were going to lose. Yeah. And so everything, all the energy goes into it. And why? You're not making any money. And is it is it making a difference in your audience level? Mm, a little. Is it making a difference in your cum? Mm, a little. It doesn't convert really into cash, particularly because it's weekend kind of stuff. So it doesn't help your weekday. They monitor this stuff pretty tightly in a metered market like that. And my hunch is they looked at it and said, why are we well, doing this? I know. I, I, well, a couple of things here. You know, first of all, Notre Dame, I, I think, is their own package. I don't think they that BBM or that Odyssey pays. Uh, there's no rights fee. I think they get they, they get paid to clear the game okay, okay. By, by whatever firm Notre Dame works with on their own. But the NFL deal uh, is a little bit different. And I, I, su- I suspect there's a couple of things at work here. Okay, Number one is that the NFL teams, all sports teams now, are really asking for a lot more content than they've ever asked for before. So this it, it started out, you cleared the games, you had a pre- and post-game show, and you cleared the games, have a nice week. Now you've got to run coaches' shows, you've got to run, you've got to do uh, weekly call-ins, you've got to do, you know, appearances, you've got to do, you know, what are you going to the sports bars, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so this will likely end up with a sports station because BBM is not a sports station, correct? It's still a news talk station, right? That is true. Yeah, that yeah. is true. And so, and they, I think they threw in an FM to carry it as well. And I think that probably led to the decision, like, we can't devote, we, we're not going to break format that much for the for this this content stuff. And it's not in our wheelhouse. So, you know, we're out of here. I think that's number number one. Number two, I've heard a lot of complaints about management, both sales and programming and cluster management about the Intercom Now Odyssey cluster in Chicago. So I suspect that it's a combination of this is way too much for us to handle. And by the way, we're not capable of succeeding if we had the rights anyway. We're not that good. So, um, no, seriously, I, I, yeah. I, I've heard that. It's like they don't know what they're doing. You know, so it's probably a good thing for Odyssey just to back back the truck up, leave the loading dock over at, uh, over at the stadium, and 
you know, Soldier Field and just, you know, go off into the sunset and let iHeart come in or let, you know, one of the sports statements, good, good karma brands will come in. They own the ESPN affiliate and they'll, they'll, they'll whore it out for the, for the deal and it'll be the bear station. Great point. Great point. I, I hadn't, I hadn't really given that any real serious consideration. I think that's, you know, if you're doing straight sports in Chicago, you're right, is, is a kick-ass sports town. It's just, you know, I can't imagine that they, that that isn't viable, but the sports rights do continue to go up. And, um, and, you know, although we're not seeing it in television, they continue to pay escalating rates. Although then again, Sinclair starts talking about how unprofitable their sports nets are. So that's another, another topic. I, I guess the takeaway that I would look at for our audience is, is your sports paying off? Is it worthwhile? You know, and maybe you've got high school sports, maybe you've got college sports, you know, take a look at it seriously. Cause in a lot of cases, you're ending up investing so many resources for a marginal return. Yeah. So, well, and, and yeah, and when you compare the sports, if you're a, a city like Chicago, you've got NBA, you've got two baseball teams, and you've got NFL football, and then you've got Notre Dame a few hours away. And so, if you have NFL football, you know you've got uh, 19 games, 18, 19 games. Hopefully, the playoffs and the Bears, maybe not. And you've got eight of those are home games. Okay. So if you're going to merchandise it, which is what a lot of these sports stations do. You only get eight games. You get, you know, to host clients and do the sweet nights and do the whole thing. If you if you're the Bulls, you've got what do you have? Eighty two games. You got forty one home games. Forty one games. Everybody. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know. Same thing with this with the uh, uh, Blackhawks. You got a similar number of, of home games for hockey. And then you know, baseball, or the Cubs or the White Sox. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you got 80, 81 home 80 games, games for the Cubs and eighty one home games for the White Sox. You got a lot more to work with than you do with an NFL team. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. And Good point. so it's, it's, uh, you know, from a merchandising standpoint, the NFL's, your NFL deal isn't as good as perhaps, you know, some of the other sports. All right. Well, we'll keep it, we'll keep an eye on it and uh, time to move on as they uh, say in showbiz, uh, you know, uh, there is that uh, service lift, which is uh, better call them when you're too drunk to drive lift is what I'm talking <laughs> about. And they're jumping into the media space, just what we need. You know more about this than I do, but they, they, formerly this was Halo Car Top Advertising, and Lyft bought them. So yeah, yeah. what's the deal? Why is Lyft investing in an outside firm that could have stuck stickers or signs on top of their, their existing cars? What, what's going on here? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what the big secret is to Halo, but they gobbled up Halo uh, a couple of years ago, um, and they bought it from a guy that had just been out of college for a, about a year, he developed this halo car top advertising thing, uh, you know, while he was in college. So, you know, I think what they didn't do at Lyft was they didn't have the programmatic, how to buy ads programmatically and do geo-targeting of their, of their signs on top of their cars, and, you know, very well, or they just weren't even thinking about it. So they just bought somebody who had figured out how to do it. Well, and, and, you know, we tracked on Uber Eats ad media network a few months ago and these were guys that Uber partnered with out of Las Vegas, and they specialize in taxi top advertising. And so it was a, a logical tie-in for them to kind of, oh, yeah, we have these partners. They're going to sell it for us. We're going to be in six markets. And it's the same thing for Lyft. Lyft's doing the same <laughs> thing. They're only available in about seven markets. They hope to be in 12 by the end of the year. 
And here's their goal, Jackson. Here's their goal. This is what really makes this such a spectacular, unbelievable opportunity is that they hope by the end of the year to have 25% of all lift cars in L.A. having a lift top sign on them. Oh, wow. This is going to be great. And but, but there's also an in-car app that goes with this. So when you're in a lift car, I guess, you're looking at an app that's showing the route or doing whatever. And this reminds me, particularly when we'd go to New York on national sales calls. Remember, you'd get in a cab and you'd have to watch the freaking NBC affiliate for an hour while you're going from uh, from Newark into the city. And you're going. And it was and, a and seven you, minute loop. Seven yeah, minute loop seven of the same loop. stories yeah. over and over. Yeah. yeah. And, there, and you had to find, you spent the whole ride finding the mute button. So you didn't have to see <laughs> Matt Lauer, you know, uh, and do Today Show reruns. Well, this is the same kind of thing that they're doing at Lyft, you know. So it's like, how many ways can we uh, attack people with ad messages and try to monetize it? And by the way, there are a lot of companies that just will dump a lot of digital dollars through programmatic to buy this shit. And, and think that, oh, yeah, we got the impressions, man. It was awesome. And they're going to calculate impressions per car top. And uh, it's just insane. So, you know, these, 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 these rideshare companies, you know, have never made money. They're losing their ass. And good for Kanan Sela, who's the, who's the president of this Lyft Media, because he's the only guy that made money when he sold Halo. And now he's, he's pretending to be an ad exec president, you know, and going out and selling digital ads on all this shit driving around these cities. So... You know, my takeaway is, is like if there if there's a way to put an ad on it, someone's going to find a way. And and if you could do it programmatically, then, oh, man, manna from heaven. I mean, what better way well, to and, make and, go? And the, but the problem is they don't they're not going to have enough penetration. And my question is, how many people want to take put a sign on their daily drive? And most of these guys who are driving and gals who are driving for Lyft and Uber, they're they're driving with their daily ride, you know, their daily car. So who's going to want to put a big digital sign on top, and particularly when they're off duty, you know, and they're not going to take yeah. it off. So I, I, I don't see that. And <laughs> well, it becomes you know, mechanically about, really difficult yeah. to execute. All so these different I, units, that, they're all going to have problems with. They're going to have problems with getting the the signal. They're going to have breakdowns. I mean this this is this is not an attractive possibility in my opinion. Yeah. They'd be smarter Whatever. to have done this in car. You know, well, well there's an in-car in -car. element. There's there there is an in-car element in the app. Is it inevitable that all surfaces, all experiences, all engagement is going to somehow be covered in an advertisement? I mean, you know, it's just yes. yeah. Yes. Okay, thank you. All right, all right. Yep. It's not a big deal for most markets, but it could be coming soon. Although I I'm I question. You know, this is one of those things that real quickly runs into so many logistical issues. You know, it just, it isn't going to click. Okay, we got to move on here. And I mean, I don't want to say we told you so. Yeah, maybe we do want to say I told you so. This was an easy call. Warner Brothers uh, owned HBO. They bought the Discovery Network. And nope. there really was the other no way around. for two services. The other way around. Discovery bought Warner. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. You're right. And, and they're combining the two services between now and sometime in 2023. Yeah. My question for you is how does this affect the HBO brand? And how it does does it dilute it down? Are we ending up where HBO is just a conglomeration of, of whatever content Warner Brothers can dig up and, and throw into this OTT platform? What's your what's your opinion? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you asked that in our prep and I you know I don't know that it dilutes the HBO brand because to me HBO is a 
cable service. Okay, it's a paid cable service and has been for the last forty, whatever you know, 30, 40, 40 years. years. Yeah. Sure. Um, so when they come out with HBO Max, it's it's a subscription service. It's an add-on. It's a very success, doing very successful. But now you have Discovery, and they have Discovery Plus. So why are they competing against each other? Why don't they just instead of selling it as a bundle, just let's just combine it and just juice it. You know, go from there. So you know when you when you go to Disney Plus, for example, and I think they're following that model. You know, Disney Plus isn't just Disney. Okay, it has Disney. You go you you log in and it's Disney. Pixar, uh, Nat Geo, oh, and then a couple of others. Oh, shoot, I forget. And so you get these other entertainment brands that Disney owns, not ESPN, by the way, and, and that's your menu. So that makes sense, I think, for these guys to follow that same part. So when you'd sign on to, to whatever they're going to call it, HBO Discovery Plus or just Discovery Plus, you're going to get that choice and the brand will be there and it'll be just fine. All right. Well, I, I'm, and I, I hear you, but I, I'm going to disagree a bit with you on Disney. I think Disney has an extremely defined brand name for the consumer. And the core of Disney Plus is Disney content. Their core Pixar, the, the, all of the animated series, the, the library, that's the core. HBO doesn't have that kind of an image. And I don't know, maybe they'll develop it. Maybe, you know, they'll call it uh, HBO Plus Disney Discovery or HBO Plus Discovery Plus 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 Plus. Uh, you know, it <laughs> seems that Plus is the branding icon for the for media these days. So, so when, know, are we gonna, where, when are we going to become Media Insultant Plus? Well, we are. We're already Media Insultant Plus. <laughs> All right. I, I think, you know, the, the other thing that we're seeing on this is that it's not as easy to make money as it is to raise money. And the recent valuations, uh, which were just in crazy town, it was just insane the valuations have plunged. And as a result, everybody's got to get to work. <laughs> you know, Netflix right. has got to begin to actually make some money. And that's what we're seeing here. We've done it again, Keith. We've, we've, we've killed it. Crushed we've it. killed it. Yep. We'll be back on Friday. We want to take a look on Friday at a, at a really exciting AM turnaround, an AM station doing a turnaround. So we'll talk about that on Friday. As we know, Media Insultant drops each Tuesday and Friday. All of the podcast platforms have our audio version. We do video on Vimeo. The Media Insultant Showcase is where you can find any of our productions. And just click on the QR code you see on the screen. It'll take you right there. Media Insultant is a production of, of InTown Media. And we'd love any comments. Jackson at InTown Media. We'll be back on Friday, Keith. Been a great show. Thank you. I'll see you Friday, buddy. Take care, buddy. See ya.